Welcome to the Money Mindset Podcast, where you will find the inspiration and motivation you need to manage your money better so you can stress less and live the life you want. I'm Ashley Patrick with the Money Mindset Podcast and BudgetsMadeEasy.com. Today we are talking to Jesse Fearon. Jesse is a wife, mom, personal finance coach, speaker, blogger extraordinaire, and all-around personal finance expert. After overhauling her own family's budget, her family of five paid off over $55,000 of consumer debt in two years and is now 100% debt-free with a paid-off home all on a salary of $47,000 a year. Since documenting her journey on her blog, jessiefearon.com, she has been able to help thousands of others achieve their version of financial independence by embracing their own real life on a budget. Welcome, Jesse. Well, thank you, Ashley, for having me on. I'm a big fan of yours. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Same here. Uh, so why don't you just go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and kind of how you started on this journey? Okay. Well, I am a wife of 10 years and we have three children and we live off of just my husband's income. Um, and we have been for the last almost eight years now. And um, I am a certified financial coach. I became a certified financial coach after we um, became consumer debt free. We paid off just over $55,000 of consumer debt in two years on one income right before the birth of our third child. And we are now as of January of this year, a hundred percent debt free when we paid off our house. Wow, that's so exciting. I can't wait to get 100% debt free. That is amazing, especially on one income. Like that's really hard for people to fathom even with two incomes. So doing it on one, I'm sure like just blows people's minds. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it wasn't easy, but it's so, it's been so worth it. Absolutely worth it. Every single sacrifice that we made. That is awesome. So can you tell us kind of what started you to um, pursue being debt-free? Um, so it actually kind of starts, the story is kind of starts in a 2012. So in 2012, um, I gave birth to our first child. I also graduated from college and I became a stay-at-home mom. And we also ended 2012 pregnant, joys of <laughs> Irish twins. <laughs> And so we started, oh, and in 2012, my husband had a horrible work-related accident where he fell out of a two-story window. Oh, no. Um, Obviously, he is fine, but, you know, he he shattered his left wrist and fractured his right elbow. And the problem was that, one, he's left-handed, and so he obviously couldn't go to work anymore, um, at least for a couple weeks, but he had to have emergency surgery on his wrist because um, of the potential nerve damage the fragments were like pinching against his nerves and there was danger of them like severing his nerves. Oh my goodness. So he would lose all ability to actually use his hand. And so we had to have emergency surgery. Problem is, is that we didn't realize that my husband's employer didn't have workman's comp insurance. (sighs) And we had told the hospital it was a work-related injury. So when we found out they didn't have workman's comp, we tried to get our insurance to pay for it, but they of course kicked that back because (sighs) it's a work-related injury. (laughs) And so we had to drain all of our savings in order to get my husband this surgery because they literally would not take him back there until we paid them uh, the cash. And so we did that. And so when we started 2013, we were hurting pretty bad financially and we were expecting our second child. And so I was sitting there trying to like figure out, okay, what's money going to look like? You know, when our baby comes, like, what is money going to look like? And I started to realize that we were going to be broke, like 
we were going to be running a deficit every single month. There was absolutely no way we were going to be able to pay all of our bills and all of our responsibilities. It just, it wasn't going to happen. And so it brought about, you know, really hard conversations of, you know, me going back to work, going back into the corporate world, which would not have necessarily been a big deal, but the reality is that we would be, half of my paycheck was going to go towards just daycare for two kids under two years old. Mm -hmm. And then we live in Metro Atlanta. And so there's traffic and there's all these things. And we just realized that we were going to have this really rushed and chaotic life that we didn't really want for our family. That's not what we had envisioned for our family. And so we had to make these really tough decisions of how do we fix this? And so we decided right then and there that we were going to become debt-free. And I'm so grateful that we did. Um, it has allowed me to continue staying home with our kids, um, which is such a blessing. And it's honestly, it's taught us how to live just on the money that my husband makes. Like it's taught us how to live with within our means. You know, you hear that all the time, like live within your means, but sometimes I think we don't know what that means. Um, we don't yeah. how, know how that practically plays out, but when you truly do just live off of what your paycheck is, it's totally life-changing. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So what, um, well, I'm first, I'm really glad that your husband's okay and that it turned out, <laughs> everything turned out okay. Um, you know, and a lot of times with people, and I know it's true for me, it sounds like it was true for you. It's usually like this, the catalyst for starting this journey is like something major like yeah. that, you know? And at the time you're like, how am I going to get through this? And then once you're on the other side and it leads to being debt-free, you know, you're, at least I was, I was thankful for that struggle because it led me here, even though at the time it was, you know, I'm sure your husband's, <laughs> I'm sure he wished he didn't have to have surgery. And so I'm sure that was really painful, but you know, the catalyst to get you there, you know, usually it takes something dramatic like that to kind of get you moving. Exactly. Um, and so that's always like, like you the push that you need <laughs> to get there. So, uh, so can you tell us just kind of like what you did, like what changes did you make to actually become debt free? Well, the first thing that we did is that, um, so we had been married. Oh my goodness. We were married, but like five, I don't know. We've been married four or five years, <laughs> but like we've been married for like four or five years. Like we weren't newlyweds anymore. And it was like the first time we were actually sitting down and really talking about money like not arguing about money, but like talking about it and planning our money and sitting down and looking at how much we were spending every single month. I mean, that was life-changing, just pulling up all of our bank statements and categorizing everything out and realizing that we were spending an obscene amount of money on one, just stuff that we couldn't even identify where we were spending money on, you know, and we were just overspending in so many different areas and it was just mindless stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was like, once we sat down and we became real with our money and we started, you know, focusing on, okay, where's our money going? It totally changed the story for us. That's awesome. That's usually the, you know, the biggest uh, mindset shift is when you sit down and actually see where it was going. Um, you know, for us, it was food and eating out. I was spending so much money on groceries yes. and then we were eating out for like every meal. It was ridiculous. Exactly. We had spent over $1,200. This is back when we were a family of three. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> over $1,200 <laughs> on groceries. And I'm like, what? And we're throwing so much of it away. And then, oh God, uh -huh. I'm going to tell you how much we were spending on Papa John's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's the same for us. We were like three with a newborn. So four, but you know, she wasn't really eating it and it was $1,200. And I was like, what are we doing? It's ridiculous. Oh, so yeah, that's funny that that's like the same uh, amount too. So how did you have any issues with getting your spouse on board with a the budget then? Or do you have any tips for that? You know, 
I, I, I kind of thought I was going to have issues with it because my husband is naturally a spender and I'm a saver. And so when I first tried to bring up the conversations, I didn't quite realize that I was really just yelling at him and nagging at him. Okay. And <laughs> like, I thought I was being helpful. Like, oh my God, you're spending so much money on Red Bull every single month, you know? And so, <laughs> you sound like me, yeah. <laughs> Instead of like actually trying to sit down and have an adult conversation, I was instead like trying to act like I was his mom. Mm-hmm. And so I had to realize that, you know, this wasn't just about me, that we in fact were a team. We committed our lives together. We're going to figure this out. And so, you know, I had to to pick a good time, not like a time right when he comes home from work, you know, when he's like yeah. tired, um, but, you know, pick, pick a good time, sit down with him. I had already run all the numbers. So I didn't like, you know, expect him to have to do that with me. I'd already run all the numbers, had everything tallied up and brought it all to the table and I showed him everything so he could see like the proof in the pudding, so to speak. Mm -hmm. He could see those details. And once he kind of realized that, you know, he was like, you know what, you're right. He was like, here, take, he's got his credit card out of his wallet. He handed it to me. He handed me his debit card. We have actually had, we have shared my debit card, the one with my name on it for years now because my husband's like, I don't want it. I don't want to, even our bank knows that my husband is actually the one that uses that debit card. <laughs> like they know that they don't even send him his own debit card anymore. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. You know, cause sometimes like with my husband, it was kind of the same thing. Like I did all the, the leg work and showed him the numbers and stuff, but you know, it's still hard. And you know, do you have any advice for people where their spouse isn't like on board with it where they like they don't the, they may sabotage it you know those like okay i i understand but then they still go and use their debit card at the gas station you know a couple times a week one of the best books that i read that was super helpful for figuring out how to communicate now it's not necessarily like a marriage related book i think it's actually labeled as a business book but it's just about like communicating in uh, in relationships in general it's called crucial conversations borrow that from the library it is so Good. One of the things they talk about in that book is how we have to realize that we sometimes tell ourselves a story about the situation. And so in our mind, we're going into these conversations, but we're speaking through the lens of the story we have already told ourselves. And that story may not be true. And so for me, I have to always kind of recognize, like, if I'm telling myself a story, I need to bring the story out in the open and say, okay, this is what, you know, this is how I'm seeing this, you know, X, Y, Z, you know, whatever. Is this how you're seeing it? And that kind of, that really has changed the way that we communicate because it puts us on the same page. We're not just assuming we're on the same page anymore. We actually know that we're on the same page, if that makes sense. Wow. Yeah. That's, I'm going to have to go find that book. I haven't heard of that. So that, that would be really good for me because I'm a visual person. And so that sounds like that would kind of help me. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's really good. It's really, really good. Like I said, they talk about, you know, just all sorts of relationships, whether it's your coworker, whatever, it's just, it's really, really good. That's great. Yeah. Cause I mean, a lot of our perception and what we expect from people are, is, or, you know, ex- think that people will do is based on our expectations, but they're not always the same. Like they may think that you want this and you want something else. So it's really, that is very important to be on the same page about what you expect. So exactly, exactly. Um, so did, during this journey, like I know for me, I would get comments, um, you know, must be nice or you're so lucky. I could never do that. Like things like that. So did you ever get any day or maybe you still do? Um, I think I saw your post this morning on Facebook. Uh, so tell us about maybe some negative comments about being debt free or during your journey. And, um, like how, how do you deal with the negative comments when you are 
you know, working on a financial goal and maybe your friends or your family don't understand that this maybe saying no to certain things to get to your bigger goal. Like how do you deal with that? Well, at first it was really hard. Um, we had one particular family member, obviously I won't say who it is, but <laughs> we had one particular family member who, um, like ripped me apart personally for saying that because they had found out that we weren't using credit cards anymore. They told me that we were going to um, destroy our family, that we were going to fail. Like, don't you know you need a credit card for emergencies and all of these things. And then a few months later, um, some extended family members had come into town and everybody was wanting to meet at this restaurant, but Pat and I couldn't afford it at the time because we were still on our debt for a journey and we just didn't have the the room in our budget. And this family member was like, well, I will pay for you. I will pay for you. And we were like, no, you're not understanding. We're, we're telling you no, because we don't have the money to do it. We, we appreciate you wanting to, to pay for us, but you're going to need to respect our no. And it was really hard, but we had to actually keep saying over and over again, you're going to have to respect what we're saying. So if we tell you no, you need to respect it. And it was, and it's, and it was really challenging for a very long time, especially with that particular family member. Um, but it just comes down to really holding your ground. You have to hold your ground. You don't have to fight about it and yell about it because it's your family. You know, this is your family and you have to make those decisions for your family. And so you have to just kind of stand your ground and, and be firm in what you say. Yeah, that's hard. I mean, and it's important, like you said, to set up um, boundaries and so that people know what to expect that you, you know, you're not making up excuses or anything, you know, be honest with them that no, I'm, I can't afford it. I'm not going to go. Um, instead of being, you know, like even wishy-washy um, yeah. that even for me, that would be hard, especially if they offer to pay for it. <laughs> say no is like, you know, cause you don't want to borrow money or feel like. Exactly. Well, and that was the thing too, is let's just say that this particular family member is the type that, that wouldn't in there. That makes sense. You know what I mean? And so we knew that we couldn't accept that offer as generous as that was because it wasn't actually being given in a generous way. It was given in a way like we want you at this restaurant and you're going to be there type Uh, of way instead of more like, well, Hey, you know, I don't mind, you know, paying for you guys. It's not a big deal. If you still want to go, let me know. I'll pay for you. It was instead like, no, I'm paying for you. You're going to (laughs) come. Okay. I gotcha. Yes. (laughs) So it was very smart for you guys to set up those boundaries ahead of time. I'm sure. Well, I hope that it's gotten easier for them it has. You guys over it time. Has. It has. It has, thankfully. Thankfully, now they realize like that, no, you don't have to have a credit card. No, you don't have to, you know, live life that way. Like it's okay to put off going out to eat for a little while so you can save money and pay off debt. It's okay to do those things. Right. And, you know, and I like to tell people to budget in the fun because I mean, yeah. if you're just always saying no and never doing anything, it's hard to stick with the plan and keep going when, if, you know, you're miserable all the time and can't have any fun. So, um, you know, how do you guys still budget in for date night and going out to eat and stuff? Well, I'll tell you that my husband and I, we're, we're kind of weird. We have realized that we're not the biggest like date night people. <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> we are, actually, we don't go out that often. <laughs> like we've tried a couple of different times. Like, I mean, we still like every once in a while, me and him will like have a date night and go out to eat or whatever. But like, we're not like regular go out to eat people anymore. And I think it's because like, I really challenged myself when we are on this debt-free journey to get really good in the kitchen. And my husband even says, he's like, Honestly, I don't want to eat other people's food. I like my wife's food. <laughs> That's good. Smart man. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And so it is funny because sometimes like we've been to, like we went to this one restaurant. It's this new restaurant in town. Um, it was our last date night. And I mean, it was kind of expensive, but that was fine. It was budgeted, but the food was 
honestly terrible. And we were just like, man, I would have rather have just made a pizza at home. Like, right? Like that's so like you save up and you have all these high expectations because it's like you don't do it very often. And then for the food to suck, like that's just sad. Yeah. And so we've kind of like, we've transitioned, like when we do have our, our dates to it being less like going out to eat and we're just going and doing something, whether we're just going hiking or something like just something for us to go do together. Oh, that's a good idea. Uh, so d- what kind of kept you going while you were paying off debt? Cause I, I mean, I'm sure it wasn't always easy and you know, it was hard to say no to something. So kind of what kind of helped keep you motivated? Honestly, it was, it was my, my kids, like knowing that I, like, I didn't want to like, you know, I didn't want to put them into daycare because one, we really weren't going to be able to afford it. But two, it was like, I enjoyed getting to be here with them. Like I enjoy the fact that if the school nurse calls because my kid is sick, I can drop what I'm doing and go get them. Mm-hmm. Like I love that. And I realized that that is something that my family truly needs. Like they need that, that family member that is here and, um, is ready for them whenever they need them. And for me, that's what kept me going is that I wanted to, to be here. Cause I do really believe that, you know, the mom sets the tone of the household. And I know for me and my personality that if I did go back out into the workforce and I went and had that lifestyle, like I would be crazy all the time because I don't like being rushed and I don't like being frantic and I don't like running late and I don't like those things that I'm like, it would just never work for me. Yeah. Same here. Like I, I have been home now two years and I just like the thought of going back to work and like <laughs> being rushed. All, I mean, I was stressed out and yes. just, you know, my kids were sick all the time. So then I was having to miss work for that and it was just stressful. So I really like being able to work at home and you know, be there for certain things. But I, uh, you know, honestly, I also enjoy having alone time and work yes. like being able to do it <laughs> at home, like where I have more control over my schedule and, and, you know, just what my kids need at the time type of thing, instead of being like confined to an office. <laughs> yes, <all day>. exactly. <laughs> so what is your number one advice or tip for people that want to be debt free? My number one piece of advice is to make sure that you want to become debt-free, that you don't compare your debt-free journey to someone else's. Don't assume that, you know, that just because this one person has paid off this mass amount of debt and they make less money than you and they did it in say, you know, a year that you're going to achieve that same feat in a year because then you're going to disappoint yourself if you don't meet that goal in a year. Set realistic expectations for you and for your family and for your own debt payoff plan. Don't allow yourself to become overwhelmed or fall into that comparison trap. Yes, that is, <laughs> that is really good. <laughs> That's very good advice because especially with social media and stuff, it's like, I mean, even just anything in general, uh, you know, life, <laughs> vacations, <laughs> kids, everything. It's like, you're constantly comparing yourself to what you see, yes. but you may not see the sacrifices that they make. Cause you know, people want to post happy stuff, not like, oh, well, I'm sitting at home saving some money, you know, today. <laughs> exactly. They don't want to post the messy stuff. They don't want to post the fact that it's, you know, Friday night and their husband's working late and the kids are being crazy. You know, they don't want to post <laughs> yeah. about that, but they, you know, they're not going to go out to eat or anything. They're not going to order the pizza. They're going to, you know, tough it out and find something to make in the, in the pantry, whether it's PB and J or cereal, right? Like they don't exactly. want to post about that stuff. <laughs> exactly. So it's just so important not to compare yourself. Um, so just, let's see, a couple more questions. Uh, what are your current financial goals? 
our current financial goals are to max out our, um, our Roth IRA contributions. So we are working very hard to try to achieve that. <laughs> it's funny. It's easier to pay off debt than it is to save money. I don't know why. I know. <laughs> it really it, is. It's so true. I don't know why, but it, that is true. Like we've had, you know, it's been a struggle for us going from two incomes down to one the last two years. And so like, it seems like saving or especially the Roth is always like, even though I budget it first, you know, it, it never, it never seems to happen like, or it's sporadic, you know, and it's it's something is always coming up, but it's been, it's actually been a pretty big challenge mentally for us to go from two incomes to one, even though we're debt free, it's been really tight. Like I wouldn't have even been able to stay at home if, if we still had debt. So, um, you know, just, just mentally and just something just is constantly coming up that we didn't think about or something like that. Like, did you have any tips from going from two incomes to one or, you know, surviving and staying sane on one income? (laughs) You know, yeah, it it can be so much of a challenge. It really can be. And I mean, I think it's amazing that you guys um, have done that um, after becoming debt free, you know, because it is such a lifestyle change. And that for us, like we, when we got pregnant with our oldest, we knew that we wanted me to stay home. And so the best thing that we did while I was still working is we changed my paycheck from being a direct deposit into our checking account into our savings account. Ooh. And that allowed us that kind of time to figure out how to live on just my husband's income because oh, yeah. it was very rocky for a few months. Like we were just constantly having to go back into savings to pull money from my paycheck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> things. Um, you know, so definitely um, if you are planning to make that leap from one income to two, save as much money as you can um, just so you have sort of that buffer because it's going to be a bit of a challenge, but don't allow the buffer to be an excuse to not budget and plan your money accordingly, according to the one income that you're now trying to live off of. Absolutely. Okay. One last question. I always like to ask people about their favorite nonfiction book because, you know, studies show that millionaires read like at least one book a month or something to that effect. So I always like to ask people about what their favorite book and why. Oh my goodness. I have so, so many. Um, But I would say... My favorite book would be The Millionaire Next Door. Mm, yeah, I have that one. I haven't actually finished it. I started it, but I never finished it. It's, I, mean, it's, it I mean, it kind of reads like a textbook, not going to lie. Yeah. It does, but it's, it is very insightful into what actual millionaires will look like in the United States. Um, and it's just, it's fantastic. It's like just fascinating to read it. It really is. And it really motivated us to really get this whole retirement game started. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, I really enjoyed it just because it, it does give you a realistic view because I talk to people all the time and they, they really believe that millionaires inherited money or yes. had like their parents help or whatever, but it, that's not true or accurate at all. Like most millionaires are self-made, but I think there is also kind of a disconnect of what people think is a, or who they think is a millionaire. Yeah, they think people that drive Lamborghinis are all millionaires and that's not really the case. (laughs) Or that they make a million dollars a year, which is, 
you know, a millionaire is somebody that is, has a net worth of a million dollars. So they only be making like 50,000 a year. So I think that's kind of where the disconnect is too. So we see, you know, the Kardashians on TV and stuff and that's what a millionaire does, but that's not really accurate. So you're right. That book does give you a more accurate representation of what a millionaire is and that, you know, and kind of like their um, spending habits and things like that. So that is a very good book. Um, but I just get in the habit of like starting a book and then I never, <laughs> I don't finish it. Uh, not always. I actually did finish one. It was a quick read. It was um, uh, the monk, the monk and the merchant. Oh, I love that book. Oh my gosh. That is such a good book. That is a good book too. Yes. Yes. And it's a really quick read. Like it didn't take long at all. So oh yeah, I read that in one night. It was so good. Yeah, it was really good. So um, that I did finish that one <laughs> over the weekend. So um, all right. Do you, uh, any last tips or advice for people? I mean, you know, don't be afraid of the sacrifice that's involved with becoming debt-free. I know a lot of times that we can be met with a huge sacrifice that we're going to have to temporarily give up in order to become debt-free or to save money. Um, Just keep in mind that it's, it's temporary. Life is so much longer than just a day. You know, don't, don't stress about the one sacrifice that you have to give up for just a short period of time to gain what you truly, truly want. Oh, that's awesome. Um, where can people find you? They can find me on social media at Jesse Farron and they can find me online at jessiefarron.com. That's great. I'm so happy that you were here with me today and I appreciate you coming on to speak with us. Well, thank you so much, Ashley, for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you so much to Jessie for coming on today and giving us the inspirational story of how she paid off her debt, including her mortgage, got on the same page as her husband and got everything working together so that she could pay off her debt and be debt free. If you are ready to be debt free, also go to budgetsmadeeasy.com slash debt dash bundle. I'll link to it in the show notes. You can get my free debt snowball accelerator workbook. Take all the guesswork out of building your debt snowball. Get started on paying off your debt so you can stress less and live the life you want. That's all for today. See you later.